Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk Into a Bar. I'm Caitlin, the therapist in this equation. And John, the non-therapist in this equation. A.K.A. the lawyer. I wonder if we should have a therapist and an attorney. I think that's too many A's. A therapist and a lawyer sounds better, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Because we already kind of decided. Yeah, we're already there. Yeah, we're already there. Could say we're pot committed. Yeah. On God. I think we made the right choice. On God. <clears throat> That's what kids say these days. On God. Yeah. What kind of kids? Mm, you know, hip kids. Whose children? Um, like, like teens, teens. youths. Okay. I think teens. On God. On God. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, I'm looking at the reviews to see who listened. Um. Got some more ratings. Still nobody willing to put words Man. down. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should, should we incentivize? Should we be like, <laughs> you want to get some dollars? How would that work? <clears throat> I mean, if you post a, a review. Well, if somebody writes a review, I'll, I'll read it on here. Um, <gasps> that's what they do on Nobody's Listening, right? Oh. Um, so, yeah, if you want to have your feedback heard and read but some people have more people have rated which is nice and we appreciate that um you did make these delicious pumpkin beans maybe if they post uh, a comment we can send them a pumpkin seed a a seed one single seed one seed Mm, like great that's a great idea kind of like planting the seed Wow. We'll give you a seed for your efforts. Repla- we'll replace that seed that you planted in the comments with the seed. Wow. Yeah. It's visual. It's metaphoric. Yeah. It's literal. I'm so glad that you're not in charge of making big decisions about this operation. I think don't knock the seed plan. Okay. Well, Some seed money. Oh, now that's good. Seed okay. comments? You got us to a place. Mm-hmm. Um... So, all that to be said, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can rate and review us there. And this is made possible by our paid subscribers over on Substack, which is where you'll find dialoguing the companion piece to this podcast where I write weekly and post Monday, typically Monday mornings, about a wide array of different things that come to mind. Sometimes it's therapy-based, sometimes it's more just personal essay about things going on in my life, but um, this week I wrote about the holidays and getting your head right and... Where your head at? Where your head at? Know that song? The Prodigy? Yeah, but it's like, isn't it like, where your head at? Where's your head at? Yeah. Where's your head at? I don't think that's Prodigy. Remember that horrible? Yeah. Sorry, no offense, Nelly, but Nelly made me go to a Prodigy concert at Riot Fest, and it was, not only did I run into my scary, horrible ex, well, one of my, there was two exes there. One was a very nice run-in, and the other one was a very scary, bad run-in. So that happened, and then I had to watch The Prodigy, which was traumatic for me. Um, Firestarter. But that's a different song than, Where's your head at? Where's your head at? Where's your head at? Right? Yeah. I'm going to consult one of our other sponsors, The Internet. The Internet. They're sponsored by The Internet without Basement Jacks, two exes. Oh, I didn't. I never knew that. Is it called "Where's Your Head At"? Yeah. Hmm. Lyrics: Where's your head at? Where's your head at? <laughs> in friends, where your head at? Where's your head at? In friends, where your head at? Uh oh. Drows it. I think we're having screaming. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, hold on. I'll be right back. Speaking of where's your head at. That is a bop, but 
just so you know, there's like copyright laws against playing music for too long. So now I'll have to look that up. Um, you should know that as the lawyer in this equation, beige. I've got a, I've got a limited set of skills. Not... Oh, that's a callback to take in. I don't know that. I, I don't think I left that in to that episode. There was a whole, did I leave it in? I can't remember. There was a whole, um, situation dialogue about the taken movies listeners please report back if you remember that from previous episodes or if i left that on the cutting room floor um but yeah we should have had an outtakes episode i know well i saved i have the raw audio somewhere i guess i could probably upload it back into this thing that i use Mm. okay we'll come back to it it's gonna be mostly you you know it's like, definitely going to be some content warnings. Yeah, just like screaming profanities into the... Well, I've been recording for almost eight minutes and you haven't said jugs yet, so... Okay. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I wrote about... Jugs? Jugs. I wrote about the holidays mm-hmm. and about how to kind of prepare mentally... And because a lot of people love the holidays, but in my experience as a therapist and as a person, most people have mixed reviews on the holidays. Like they feel really excited, but then there's usually a mix of like dread and anxiety. Um, Before we get into the content. Yes. You're, let me guess. You have some grievances about me dragging you this week. (laughs) We'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) But you... After you wrote this, you said you didn't feel very good about it. Oh. And I wonder what is the barometer by which you are, I guess, self-rating these iterations? I thought it was very good. I just, I'm wondering where you... Oh, God, that's... If you think that's reassuring, it's not... I thought it was very good. But... No, but I, but I'm wondering. Yeah, it's not based on anything in reality. Like, what is it that you felt? I was like. Lacking? I think what I might be doing. This is why I'm enjoying being in writers groups because I think I'm learning. I don't know what I'm doing. Like the writing that I've done in my life has been academic, and then my own personal like journal, and then I am starting to remember as I'm writing that. But my dad, I don't know if you remember this, he would always give me USB, like all these USB drives. Like he would download the whole computer like onto a USB drive because he didn't want me to lose it. Like all the pictures and documents and whatever. I do not recall this. Okay, yeah. So there's probably in our home like six or seven USB ports Uh that are just like old computer data. Okay, cool. But don't tell him that I never did anything like that, okay? Okay. Because that'll break his heart. But... I would write like little stories like in the laptop that are like somewhere to be found. Um, Those are mostly fiction, um, but I dabbled with that a little bit. So all the writing that I've done has been different than this, of course. And so I'm just like learning a few things. One, cut it down, like edit, 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 which is hard for me. I had a professor in grad school read one of my papers and say, this is really great. I don't need to hear every single thought that you've ever had about this topic. And this was a very, very nice man who I know must have been painful for him to give me that feedback. And I think he was right, even though I was like heartbroken, but he was right. So edit down. And then I think I'm reading it too many times. So I write it and then I kind of edit it while I'm writing it. And then I read it probably no less than 20 times after I've completed it. Yikes. I know. It's it's almost compulsive. Like, some of it is like I don't want there to be a silly, like, typing error. But a lot of it is, is like I don't want it to... F- I want it to be as good as it can be. And it's a little pathological. So I've been working on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I think what happened last night was I was just feeling like I read it too many times and, um, 
And I think I mean it's like that thing if you just say if you say the same word over and over like mm. jugs, 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 jugs. Like what am I even saying anymore? Right. That's actually an act tool. Oh, speaking of which, I was going to grab. Where's that deck of cards? Is that still up here? Oh, sweet. Um, uh, right, it's right beneath your um, your grip uh, yeah. toner. Yeah. Kaylin is, um, and I don't know if I should be concerned about this. She's purchased something to improve her grip strength. It's called Fit Beast Awaken Power. And I'm just, is it? I know it takes a lot of hand strength to choke a human out and so i just don't know if i need to be honey at this point i can't open jars like the idea that i could choke you so i told you my reasoning that first of all i have very you will attest i have very poor grip strength like i'm constantly asking you to open things yeah and i know you think i don't know if that's I, I always kind of thought maybe that's some grip but maybe it's your the, my your hands condition. you can't get a good grip on it Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I didn't think it was. No, I think I have a pork. Even like when I weight lift and stuff, my I have to use gloves, which help. But I... When you hit the swole factory. When I hit the swole factory. I, that's the first thing that goes out for me. It's not my muscles. It's my grip. Okay. And I told you that a lot of aging and longevity is... Um, having good grip strength because that's a hot, what causes a lot of falls is you loosen your grip on the railing and then you know falling Said every 35 year old who's ever lived i gotta watch out for my grip strength because i'm aging so rapidly and there's gonna be a lot of people out there who know about peter atia who i i suspect like any man in any sort of fame is probably problematic in some way, but he wrote a book called Longevity, and that was one of the main things he talked about was grip strength. So yes, so I have like a little gripper, and I kind of like it. It kind of feels good. Um, but yes, this is also right here. Anyway, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, even if it's not about writing, of just like you do something – you have waves of feeling really confident about it and then waves of like, I'm a fraud. And it's like the thing I wrote about in the first newsletter. And like, I think this will continue to be the case probably forever. Um, that I'm going to have this kind of cycle of like feeling good about it. Like that same morning I was telling you about the parts about it that I thought like were really good and interesting. And then like six hours later I was like, I think it's bad. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do think me making some changes to how I do it will help, like reading it less, like setting it and forgetting it um, could be helpful. But yeah, it's that's part of the exercise of this for me is kind of watching what's happening mentally. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of an experiment. Um, okay, so that, that answers the question. Yeah, and what? so what did you, any notes of, from it? Um, you know, just it, it, you painted a very interesting picture of um, your holiday experience, which I, which I knew. I didn't. I don't know if I fully appreciated the, you know, that you would stay in a hotel downtown. Oh, that kind of seems idyllic for like a holiday experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Feel like Kevin McAllister, a la Home Alone Two. Uh -huh. Although he was in New York, but yeah. City hotel. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! It was. It was during the winter. It was about as like pinch me moment as possible. Our like that part of Christmas, mm -hmm. we would go into Chicago, which was like an hour and a half, two hour drive. My dad's side of the family would all he has six brothers and sisters. And they, most of them all had a bunch of kids and it was a gaggle of us. And we would all stay at like Hotel Monaco or like there was another one. What was the one that started with like, a, it was like PF. PF Chang's you'd say at the restaurant? It was like the yeah. Fister. Was there a <laughs> Fister? No. In, okay. In Milwaukee, I think there's a Fister. It was like right across from like the kitty corner to like the Macy's Marshall Fields. It was like a hotel, the Burnham. Do you know the Burnham? Mm -hmm. It's like an older hotel, so we would stay there. Um, 
And then we go see, go to David's in Palmer Square, like right where mm-hmm. you used to live, where I met you, and or where I you lived about, when I met you. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize the <clears throat> the accommodations aspect. I, yes. I guess I always just That's sort of we assumed. Drove, drove yeah. in and drove out, yeah. And we did that sometimes, but um, when Polly was feeling festive. Kids, we're going to the big city. We're going to the big city. Well, he would hate driving in and like parking and all. I mean, it was just like a huff every time. Mm, yeah. it, like he would be fine and like very jolly. And then like as soon as we'd hit like the um, the end of the blue line, like he would start. I could feel him starting to tense about having to park and drive in the downtown, which is probably why I have such a oh like driving past. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Chicago. Traffic has killed many a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And many a I didn't mind. Experience. I don't mind driving around, but it's the same thing I feel even in Denver, which doesn't have that much traffic. I don't like driving downtown. There are too many people, too many cars. Like, I don't mind an interstate, but like, once you put me downtown, I just like too many bogeys. Um, so that, I mean, yeah, that was the one thing that felt really. Lovely. And it was, my mom didn't have to do as much for that part. Like David hosted and like we brought like, I think you would bring like a side dish, but like she was kind of like a participant in it. And and so it was a really fun part of all of it. I think when there was more hosting, it got rough. Um, But that part was, I mean... I, even at the time, even in high school, when you're like, uh, likely to be kind of a shit and like unappreciative, I remember being like, this is the best. Um, and so I think that was really, really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope someday we do some version of that. Like with the can, my dad's side of the family again. I don't know that that'll happen, but it would be special to yeah to do that. <clears throat> yeah, to have some sort of extended family get together because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was always a central part of our experience as well. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever stay over anywhere, like at anyone's house, like when no. you were no? Okay. Not that I can know. Any other notes? You didn't realize I went to Chicago for Christmas. Didn't realize that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Ba Humbug, that the holiday season brings uh, feelings of joy and happiness and not just dread and gloom and fuck everybody. Well, I so. think you have a very. I meant what I said. I think you are in the minority of people where, and I can attest to this, having gone to several Topolowski Christmases at this point, they're pretty amazing. Like, really fun, lots of game, so many games, more games than you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of rich, so many rituals, like rich with rituals. Even. Yeah, I remember the first time I went, I was like. <clears throat> What is happening there? I mean, it's, and it's, and for me, I kind of talked about this this week of like the power of a ritual and like, it goes down to like the snacks at like that grandma would have at her house, like bugles. And then, and then there's the find the pickle in the tree. And then there's like shrimp and bubbly. And then there's the game where you're unwrapping, several presents inside of presents inside of presents while wearing oven mitts, uh, scarf and a hat and boots and rolling dice. Like guys, this is just the tip of the iceberg of, and you didn't really warn me. You were like, I could tell you were really excited to take me back home for Christmas, but you didn't really say like, Hey, this is what it is. So it was really kind of, I mean, incredible. Um, so I think I can understand why for you, it is all joy and excitement and, but I think you, I think you can also, at least I hope, understand why for me it feels more complicated. 
I mean, yes and no. Okay. I mean, reading your newsletter, newsletter this week, it seemed like you were expressing a lot of, <clears throat> in the moment, you had a lot of joy and happiness running. I mean, in in retrospect, you see a lot of challenging moments for your mom. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you didn't experience it with joy and happiness. I did. I said it was a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of joy, but then there was a lot of like my mom cosplaying, performing maternity within an inch of her life. And like, I think I have unconsciously and unwillingly subsumed that particular experience. And so since becoming a mother, the holidays have felt really complicated and I think I'm just realizing like the legacy like I said of what I grew up seeing Mm -hmm. and you know when I was a fucking teenager I was like god this like this woman is so upset and like losing her gourd and now I can see like oh my god she was so miserable and nobody asked her what she needed or wanted or you know what do you need during this like limited time off that you have? And Mm -hmm. I think, and I think there is this judgment about, well, shouldn't you just want to spend every second with your family and being a mother and a wife? Why would you take your time off over the holidays and need time to yourself or time away? And so I think some of that is external. I know I'm not making that up, but I know that some of it is me. And like, I didn't see a parent. I didn't see my mom perform personhood in that way. If I think about the few Christmases we've had since Archie was born, There was one where he was very, very young, and I don't remember any of it, really. I think we went to Phoenix that year, but I was like... Well, yeah, I mean, he was... Eight weeks old, yeah. 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 Um, And then that next one was better. And then the next one, we got COVID, and then last year was pretty good, but we did too much stuff. Um. I just, I mean, by the end, so exhausted and depleted and his school is closed. And so I take off time and it's like, I take off all this time from work and like, and then I go right back in and it's just like, I can't, that's really valuable time to not only have off, but then also to be with you guys. And I think what ends up happening is I don't take care of myself and then I don't feel rested and I don't feel present for you guys because I'm so burnt out. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I'm realizing is like, I need to plan ahead and it's quite simple what I need. I just need to know that it's okay to ask for it and to set boundaries around it. And, um, it's kind of like we're going on our trip for Thanksgiving next week. And we've already had several conversations about planning for how to make it work for us. I think it's like that, but for six weeks. It's like that, but for six weeks, Like the planning we're doing for this Thanksgiving trip, I think it's keeping that kind of plan ahead. Let's talk. What do you need? What do I need? What's the six-week time period, though? Like Thanksgiving through Christmas, through New Year's. Oh, okay. Of just like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you have a trial in early December, so that'll take off that period. But just, I don't want to be strung out. And I feel like I have been. And I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of people feel really depleted by the holidays. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at any, every movie that we watch that's about the holidays. That's a good point. It is a stressed, burnt out. 
It's like watching a parent a mental breakdown. Yeah, and they're and they're typically stressed and burnt out for other reasons. They pile too much on their plate. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't set boundaries. They don't say how they feel. Mm-hmm. They don't take care of their bodies and their minds. And yeah, it's like that. Um, what does Kevin McCallister's mom say? Uh, like when she's yelling at the um, the uh, gate attendant or the you uh, know the Hope ticket attendant, yeah. yeah. And she's like, "It's it's the holidays, goddammit. it! And you're supposed to be happy on the ho-. like." Uh-huh. It was just like uh-huh. very. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. that's a very thank you. That's such a good. I think uh, you're right. Every Christmas movie is about people losing their shit yeah and then in the end coming together yeah there's that moment where you're just like you know glimmer in your eye glistening in your eye um i mean some of the biggest fights we've ever gotten in have been over the holidays yeah but then it's just for that one joyous moment of reconnecting well it's all worth it It's such a, you know, it's such a swing of, uh, you know, emotion and, you know, it's the swirling of so many different um, forces. Nostalgia, you've got, you know, it's cold, it's sunny, it's warm, it's cold again, you're drinking warm things, (laughs) then you're cold outside, you got cookies, you got sugar. Well, then you in- don't have sugar. What's interesting is that it goes against your... I think one of the big stumbling blocks of the holidays feeling a little bit more hinged is expectations. And on our... I think it was our second date, you told me that the key to happiness is low expectations. Was it? Yep. I thought we were at movie trivia. I'm going to agree to... at the outside bar at... Um, oh, Long, Long Minute and Eagle. Eagle. Okay. I wonder, is that still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Um, well, agree to disagree, but, you know, that was... Well, a, I thought we just agreed. That was a big... I mean, I'm, I I feel like maybe we revisited the conversation at Long Minute and Eagle, but I have a very vivid memory of being at trivia yeah you said like the key to happiness is low expectations and i think the holidays people have really high expectations about kind of like what you said is like i'm supposed to be happy and it's supposed to be great and why can't we all get along and be fine and you know i think that kind of bites people in the ass which i don't know do you feel you said joy and excitement so the answer i guess is no but i mean do you ever feel bummed out about the holidays? Never? You feel like you've, you you seem sad when it's all over. <laughs> That's about the best I've seen. But um, uh, No, I, I don't, you know. You don't feel overwhelmed. I guess you like to be busy, but you don't feel overwhelmed or like this didn't, this disappointed me or I'm having conflict with people, a lot of nothing. No, I you no, know, I I mean I really um don't. I don't <coughs> I mean when we have conflict Okay. I, yeah. Does that register or is it just like it's just, it's just like ooh, just it's just kind right. of like a um that was It doesn't register. A little bit of an 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 anomaly to the normal. Wow. Just unadulterated joy and It's really maybe I maybe that maybe I'm the embodiment of the spirit of Christmas. Oh. Just and it's where like my my spirit kind of just <laughs> flourishes in that time period. Hmm. It almost feels like you're like um, slippery, like nothing sticks to you. Hmm. During the holiday seasons, or, or just maybe always, but it seems especially heightened. Like, yeah, 
don't know, kind of, you know, it's, it's kind like of you like can't, a, you can't hold a good man down, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's kind of like, um, sort of like a fa- you know fairy taleish type time where everyone, to a certain degree, like at least pretends like the real world doesn't exist oh. for a little bit of time, and you're just kind of. Suspending reality. Suspending reality for this period of time. We all made it to the end of the year. You know, whatever that means. Interesting. We're all just going to kind of like give each other a little bit of a break. um, And, you know, rules kind of are a little bit, you know, other than maintaining the holiday spirit. That's all that we really are Mm -hmm. focused on. You really are Father Christmas, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the premise of The Purge. Like, you remember mm. that movie? I don't believe it. I, I haven't seen it, but my understanding of the premise is that for, like, three days, like, rules don't apply. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, people are doing just, like, horrible things, unforgivable things. It's like you have that, but about Christmas, where it's, like... Giving... Joy of being with others. No, but like, uh, I think like you get to like take off your lawyer suit and you get to kind of just like, it's like, okay, okay, I'm having a realization. I feel like maybe it's the only time that you let yourself really be off, off duty. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're not thinking about work. Like it's like you, it's like the one time of year that you give yourself a pass mm-hmm. to not be so productive and not be. You know, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's a certain agreed upon uh, levitation of your obligations. You know, it's like okay, mm-hmm. this is a little mm-hmm. bit yeah shirked. So as a mom, I feel the exact opposite. I feel like I have to be very, very on. Mm-hmm. And what? Could child and I do? Well, it's not his responsibility, but... Okay. What could I do? Mm-hmm. And the cats. Can the cats do, maybe? <laughs> I don't want to be alone in this. <laughs> Is it too scary? Somebody to come under the bus with me. What can we do to make you feel a bit of that levitation that I feel? I think it's very hard, but I think um, having time to myself every day, being able to exercise every day, and checking in with me and being like, hey, how's today going? Do you need a break? How's it, you know, um, and then appreciating everything that I do do that's like, you know managing of the families and as we talked about in a different episode the invisible labor because otherwise it feels like I'm like I'm not a person I'm here to prop everybody else up and make sure they have a good time that's exactly what it is okay yes that is what it feels like is it do you think that is kind of like like you're talking about your mom. You're like, no is it is. self-imposed or do I make it worse? <clears throat> it's both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of it is me for sure. But I think there are societal and individual and relational factors that make that worse. Um, when we've talked about this before, and this is like a very common fight, so I feel comfortable talking about this common with us and common with couples is like we've gone on this trip and I have felt like if there was a cartoon version of what I looked like it would be like my hair is sticking straight up and like my eyes are bulging out of my head I've got steam coming out of my ears and like it seems like you can't tell that I'm upset or overwhelmed or like can't you tell I'm like drowning and you and you'll be like totally honestly be like honestly you seem fine 
like seems like a little short with me but like i thought you were fine right mm-hmm. yeah um and i think that's where you know you have some responsibility of like i think you want me to be fine because it'd be a real bummer if i wasn't fine on vacation and asking like hey it seems like you're not feeling great can i what can i take off your plate um because then you don't get to be off right like the less i'm on the more you have to be on and like we just discussed part of your you know (laughs) enjoying of the holidays is not being on and so i think that's where you probably play a little bit of a role but like i said i think a lot of it is on me and not I think what happens is like I'll see I might be acting normally and then I see maybe an opportunity to be that person that like makes sure everyone else is having a nice time and I feel drawn to it even if I don't have the energy to do it and I need to be like, I don't need to do that. I need to like almost like hold myself back from being that and like what's called like performing maternity um, and just not doing that. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the one sort of time of year where we're just we're both coming at it from opposite perspectives. You feel an over compulsion to do more. Mm-hmm. And I feel <clears throat> the exact opposite pulling compulsion, which maybe those things are related. Yeah, no, we just talked about, you know, seeing that and kind of, you know, there's a whole, you know, histrionic sort of existence of, mothers being sort of put into this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and maybe my feeling about it also, you know, is historically sort of embedded in the fabric. What do you mean? Well, just like sort of like, you know, the, the roles that are ascribed. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Through just, you know. Society. Society. Mm-hmm. You know, we're both kind of falling into that. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's fair. Are you okay being more on when I need to be off? Yeah, yeah, I... I don't think I would, you know, I don't know if there was ever a time that I have, like, you said, oh, I need this time off, and I'm like, fuck no, jingle bells, mofo. Like, I don't think that's ever happened that I can think of. No, but I think there's subtler versions of, yeah, you don't say jingle bell, mofo. Um, but I think there's subtler things. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. I think there's a particular problem, you know, with this trip that is less about us and more about my parts, you know, more about my people pleaser part, Mm -hmm. more about, and we've had the same issue, you know, on other trips with family where it's, I get pulled into this caretaking for other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. where and you're like, no, caretake for me, which mm-hmm. I get, mm-hmm. and that yeah. is a, a focus I want to have. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, you're a bit of a place of comfort, and you know, so it, I that part right doesn't need to please me is is less in a position of of being thrust into action. Mm-hmm. Right. And there is, you know, that. And so maybe if I'm more upset, you'll be more likely to please me. 
No. <laughs> You've seen how that works. <laughs> that doesn't go that so way. So the rules don't apply to me. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think, yeah, I think we both just have to be willing to, and we've talked about this, like both give a little bit and like, and I think it's giving grace. Like I'm going to give grace to you that if I ask for help, you're going to be very willing and able to do that. And, and I, and you giving grace to me by being like, you know, this is okay and I can do this for the greater good of the whole thing. And, um, yeah, I just think it's really, even this conversation feels tricky. Like it's cause I don't want to take anything away from your experience, but I have to like, right. I mean, it's like, I want you to have that. It's like what, what Esther Perel talks about, like the other side of resentment is envy. It's like, I want you to have that because I want that too, (laughs) but I can't, I have to ask for more from you, which will mean that you have to be on more in order to make sure that I don't drown. Yeah. And I get that. And and I'm happy to do that. I think sometimes it's, you know, we go into this and, you know, we talk about what you want and Mm -hmm. what you need. Mm -hmm. And typically the response is, I need to have time for myself. I need to have time to to work out. And those things are great, but they're so amorphous. So it's difficult to, I think, know when those times are happening. Mm-hmm. So I need to be more specific. Yeah. Well, like, I'm going to go take an hour. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go take an hour and go for a walk. Uh-huh. I'm going to take an hour and take a nap by the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm at this time or I need to go do it at this time. Like I, you know, <clears throat> I think there's maybe, maybe some part of you wants me to anticipate when those times are like, Hey, you know, I just went into this. I've been, you've been doing this for a while. Why don't you go take an hour and do this. I mean, yeah, if I'm with him for a long time alone and then you come into the fold, yeah, that would be nice if you were like, hey, you've been doing this for a while. Can You can go take a break. But I think independent of that, it's a little bit more like what you're saying of like self-noticing and being like, I need to take a break. Um, but yeah, if I'm with him all day and, you know, or several hours or whatever, um, yeah, at least a check-in of like, hey, you've been here for a while. Like, do you need to take a break? And I might say no, like if things are in a really good place. But I think, yeah. I mean, do you feel like that's unreasonable? No, no, I'm not saying it's unreasonable. I think that's okay. totally reasonable. I'm just saying, you know, it. it that that's that. You're right. That's a part that I need to do. And when he was really young, that was, I think it's getting easier for me to call it. But when he was really young, it was excruciating for me to take those breaks. Like, I knew I needed them, but like, he would cry and he'd want to be with me and we're having this hard parting. And then I'm like trying to do like a bar workout on a yoga mat and like, I... At that point, I needed a lot of cheerleading to take it. Like, I needed someone to be like, listen, this is going to feel hard. You're going to feel guilty, and he's going to want to be with you. And, like, it's still – you still need to do it. And I think I'm getting less and less like that. It still happens. I mean, I tried to do yoga the other day, and he came busting in the door holding hand weights over my head while I'm in Shavasana. And it's like, <laughs> you know, this is <laughs> – this is not, this is not it. Um, and so I think that's a part that I could, I can do better of just being, and I, I, I am practicing that often lately. Um, yeah, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I can know that I need it and I can know that it'll make me a better mom and a better person and a better wife and all the things, but it is sticky. Yeah. 
Well, and, and that's, <clears throat> I think, all understandable, you know, mm-hmm. that it is that you won't necessarily know what that looks like for you ahead of time. And I'm willing to do what we need to help you get to that place. But I think there needs to be sort of that reciprocal grace where you can't hold resentment for me if I'm not appreciating that that is needed sure. right now. Sure, No mind reading expectations, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I think that ship has sailed. I mean, we've had that fight enough that I think, you know, it's not obvious when I'm struggling. That has become very clear to me. Um, and particularly in those situations, like I'm not, I'm not the best of myself and the best of a partner. Right, because you're Christmas John, you're Thanksgiving John, you're, you know. Sure. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like you're off. That's what we just talked about. Like you're off. Well, and part it's of not being... even. It's less that. I oh. mean, it, it's more being. In... Oh, your people pleaser part is on. Yeah, when yeah. we're on this, you know, this isn't just the three of us on a trip. Like, you know, and I'm like, you know, nope, I'm going to have a bunch of pina coladas by the pool. And what? What? You've been with the kid all day? This is like, you know, my parents, my sister, our sister, brother. I mean, there's, you know, just all of these different competing forces where I feel pulled in a lot of different directions by a lot of different people. It's difficult for me to say no. It's difficult for me to... To not to disappoint somebody. Other I know, than but you. do you know how heart exactly? Do you know how heartbreaking that is? That mm-hmm. it's like this part of you, which I mean, part of me understands, but a part of me is getting very is so heartbroken by that. It's like, on what planet do those people need you more than me and him? In a planet where you know you have extreme social anxiety. Yeah. Where the the weight of of disappointing somebody feels like I just wish those rules applied to me. Like if I was like sometimes I'm like maybe I should be more disappointed in you, and then and then you would give me all that time and attention. But I know that it doesn't work for me. Yeah, you just you've just you feel really discouraged, and it's like why does everyone else get it? It's like I mean I get, like the therapist in me gets it, but the wife in me is like. What? (sighs) Anyway, I think this is a long way of just saying, obviously, it's been almost an hour and we're still talking about this. Like, it's really complex. And I want to do better for me, for our relationship. Because these six weeks between Thanksgiving and New Year's historically have chipped away <laughs> at our relationship. And and then, not most importantly, but, like, the part that cuts right to my heart is, like, and for Archie, I want him, it is, like, very important to me that he sees two individuals who take care of themselves and takes care of each other and that there's an equitable share of investment in the family. And that is just something that's a really high value for me. Um, and I think we do a pretty good job of that in our day-to-day life, but in these heightened situations, I think it doesn't look like that as much. In fact, I know that's true. Um, so I know we know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do, but it's a difficult time. Yeah. And I don't, I I I thought it was all joy and excitement. For me. <laughs> it's a difficult time for you. I'm, I'm great. Oh, oh my God. I'm on my island of greatness and joy. It's just me. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Rudolph is there. Mm, God. 
eggnog. You know. You know that SNL skit is very validating to this experience. Again, another example. I mean, this is yeah. This is not an atypical. I, I didn't invent this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is yeah. This is an, an unfortunate, persistent reality mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Like I don't want to persist. But, but there's a lot of forces working against yeah. changing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. And we're not sure if we're going to bring our recording equipment to Florida. So you might see us in vivo. I mean, honestly, I think it would be really good for us to do this there because you know this is a way that we really get down to business and talk really make eye contact we're not looking at our phones like which i will say when you start this thing off and you're like hi guys you give me such direct eye contact (laughs) you're like turn it on john turn time to turn it on honey no that's not i'm looking at you for like to calm me down oh okay yeah like to be like this is fine say these things but then you make it worse because then you make fun of me after i do all of that so i'm looking for you i'm looking and i saved until now to make to make that comment i know i know so i just wanted to yeah give you that grace thanks um okay anything else from the newsletter that popped out or do you think we covered it substantially i don't know how we couldn't have yeah an hour um Okay, did you take any notes that you wanted to bring to this space? Notes about the... Just about life. Hmm. (laughs) I know we've talked about not wanting to do this, Uh but do we need an elf on the shelf in our life? I I mean, like, it it would be so impactful. Like, almost to his... Almost worried, like, at the level that it might... Like, really mess him up. I know. That's why I don't want to do it. I know, but it, would, it seems like it would work really well. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's like, I mean, even just, you know... Yeah. The Santa Claus is just, like... I mean... That's having a lot of strength. Um, the truth is, like, all these fucking kids are going to get presents anyways, so... It's like, it's like what they teach you in parenting, is, like, don't... Don't... <laughs> write checks your ash can't cat your ash your ass can't cat cash (laughs) basically like don't say something you're not going to follow through on and this is like the definitive version of that um like don't say last time when you're going to do it five more times don't say santa's not going to bring you toys if you're a, a monster and it's like all kids are monsters like and then they get presents anyway like, show me the parent who's given their kid coal, and then we can have a conversation about how well this works. Yeah, I am not into that. But I'm sure at some point he's going to will fold, but not this year. Anyway. Okay, so you feel like you're ready to cut it and call it? Yeah, I've got some real good stuff. Oh, you do? But I'm going to save it. I feel like you're just saying that because you don't have anything on your list. <laughs> Actually, I have wow. some really good stuff on my list. Oh, you do too. Yeah. Mm. I have um, something that we can do, I think, later. The New York Times has those like 36 questions to ask to fall in love. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. Let's do one from a different... So, for the card pulled this week, it is under, this is the acceptance and commitment therapy card. This is under the awareness skill, tuning in to the present moment. This one's called Lost in Space. Your thoughts will often take your focus out of the present moment. Set an alert to check in five times today and notice each thought that comes and goes. Are your thoughts centered on what's happened in the past? Are your thoughts centered on what you anticipate will happen in the future? What are you missing that's happening in the present moment? Notice how often your thoughts get lost in the past or future. 
it's kind of a boring one. Yeah, I feel like if, if I set an alarm to go off, I'd be like, what the fuck did I set this alarm for? <laughs> I mean, I could see, like, right now, all mine would be about the future. Mm-hmm. Because I'm anticipating the holidays. But yeah. I could see a time where, like, if you're grieving something or you're going through a breakup or whatever, then it'd be all about the past. Um, yeah. I mean, if I'm talking about the past, I mean, I think I'm talking about the Lions' victory yesterday. Oh, snap. Lions corner. Okay, let's hear it. Here we go. Wow. <laughs> Points much? <laughs> I mean, jeez. <laughs> if you were looking for some offense, you really found it yesterday. Man, 41 to 38. Can you believe that outpouring of offensive might? Wow. I mean, there were, I want to say collectively, eight times collectively the teams went for it on fourth down. Wow. Yeah. I mean, mean, some really gutsy calls. MCDC was... Motor City Dan Campbell, for those who don't know. He took the playbook, the traditional playbook, and he just... He lit it on fire. Wow. Figuratively, of course. Figuratively. Making that fire on the sidelines. So one thing I saw happen that was really interesting is one of the announcers said, we may see this, the Detroit Lions in Las Vegas, which means in the Super Bowl. And you had a very strong reaction to that and not in the way you might expect. Yeah. I mean, okay, Jim Nance, let's take it back i've heard you say some horrible things about the detroit lions historically and was it when they were bad though like maybe they were warranted just like this might be warranted maybe um but you know i think you gotta look at this like don't put don't hang that on us mm-hmm. well this, this is won the... one playoff game in its history right but I, I think you think it's like superstition and if he puts that out into the universe, then... Well, I think it's more than superstition. You know, it's it's expectation, mm. which is the... Name of the game today. Name of the game. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I mean, the truth is... is Don't write checks your body can't... Don't write, write checks, checks your ass can't, can't cash. cash. That's hard. Don't write checks your ass can't cash. Don't write checks your ass can't cash. Don't write checks your ass can't catch cash. It's hard. That's a hard one for me. Cash me outside. It's the ash and the cash and the cash and the ash. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I've never heard that phrase is, is ass, ass cash. Like, don't write checks your body can't cash. Oh. Okay. Like, you added the ass cash. Maybe they didn't, maybe they said body because... It's too this hard. It's already been, you know. It'd, be a, it'd be a good vocal exercise. Don't write at track your ass can cash. Whether the weather be cold, whether the weather be hot. So anyway, <clears throat> I mean, seven and two, coming off the bye with the fours. Did we need some more defense? Yeah. Could the defensive got out of their own ways a little bit? Sure. You know. But I mean, you've got when you have two running backs rush each for over a hundred yards. Um, I heard you guys have over three hundred or four hundred offensive yards. Yeah, three players had over a hundred yards from the line of scrimmage each. You know, one of the one things I w- because um, I am um, sick in the head. Uh, after Lions victories, I will listen to Detroit sports talk radio. Yeah, um, for a really long time. And it's just repeating the same things over and over. But one of the things they talked about is, you know, most teams on sort of their their championship run, and a lot of teams have adopted songs, you know, that are like, you know, that's kind of their... Okay. Hype pop song. Hype song. Okay. You know, like, you know, Mike has for the Bills. The Bills have that um, uh, Otis Redding, like, shout... Is there a thing? Okay. You know? So teams have like a, a song. Okay. What's yours? I was thinking. Oh, you don't have one yet? No. Okay. You know, MCDC, again, throwing out the book, high risk, high reward type choices. Kenny Rogers, the gambler. 
I haven't known that song. Wow. <laughs> what? You don't know Kenny Rogers the Gambler? No. Alexa, play Kenny Rogers the Gambler. This is their hype up song. <laughs> this is we gotta wait till it gets to the you oh. know everyone just play the. Oh okay. Oh sure okay Alexa off. I know when to hold on. No when to run. Oh, you gotta count your sitting at the table. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think I you're mean, right. just, you can have like a like the whole Ford Field. Everyone I mean that just that would that it. would be very moving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like in the locker room before they go out, but you mean like the, in the stadium? Oh yeah, in yeah. stadium. Okay, yeah, it has to be kind of a sing along. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. I've I've uh, I've no, I know when to fold them, and I'm going to fold them. I think you're right. You're folding on Lions Corner. No, an extended Lions Corner. No, folded on your idea. Oh, because you're right. Know when to fold them. I'm going with the song. I think, I think you're slighting me, but I don't. No, know. I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I think that's it for today. Okay. Booge. Booge Dribs. I think I think it was a, this is a very booge episode. The original would be jealous. Yeah. In what way? I mean, we talked about, you know, our original perspectives. We talked about, you know, some being jealous of where, you know. Father Christmas sits. Yep. Yeah. So. (sighs) Yeah. Feels. I feel tentatively hopeful. Oh, just what we were looking for. Is that bad? Is that not enthusiastic enough? I mean, cautious, is that like cautiously optimistic? Cautiously optimistic. I think when I think about optimism, I think of like be positive and like with hopeful, it's like, I guess it's the same here, right? Okay. Cool. I love you. And thanks for having this kind of tough conversation with me. I do too. I feel like it maybe are worse worse right now but will be better what do you mean well just you know it's a tough conversation so like maybe we came well, into this you know with some tensions yeah okay um you know, it's, well, oof, maybe shaking and shaking it out maybe we should finish on something a little lighter okay i thought well, yeah, i was trying to lion's corner and then you know. oh sorry um the morning show on Apple Plus, Apple TV, Apple Plus. Yeah. Uh, plus. Apple Plus. Um, it's not good. Yeah. How is a show with all those people in it not good? At least this season. The first season was good. What if we should like? Is there a different writer? Maybe they. It's they like turnover writing. Something. Really not good, and it's well, such a bummer. We are, you know, the a big difference is. Steve Carell is not in this season. That's true. I didn't really, yeah, I don't think, I mean, Billy Crudup for me is like what I'm there for, but I'm just like, how are all these people, it's so uninteresting. And maybe it's because I find like that lifestyle so dreary and like it's supposed to be aspirational, but it really just makes me want to gouge my eyes out. I'm just like, I was watching a bunch of miserable people make miserable life choices and just like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like this season in particular has turned into like, you know, some like wealth porn, you know, where it's not <laughs> right. even like, we're not even really talking about it's like, ooh, look at this amazing car that Jennifer Aniston is driving in. Oh, look at this incredible house Billy Crudup has. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> And I think it's supposed to be like making a comment on that. Like, I think it's supposed to be like, satire about that like mm. look at how miserable these people are in these like beautiful houses and I, but I'm just like I don't it's not like like maybe it's trying to be succession like because in succession like you are laughing at these people and you're like they're insane this is more like 
I feel like pity for these people and I'm just like, Ugh. um, yeah, I mean, and I think the last two seasons had more of a <clears throat> driving narrative, yeah. you know, that was, yeah, this like, one is all over the place Yeah, and I don't care about it. Yeah. Um, cause it's about this like terrible organization trying to like stay alive versus the other ones were about relationships. It felt like, yeah. and this is like, I don't care. Um, yeah, and far less, you know, Reith, Reith, Reese, Reese Witherspoon in this, you know, and she was really a great, mm-hmm. powerful character mm-hmm. that provided a lot of like heart. juxtaposition and heart. Mm-hmm. And, That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. I think you're right. We should look at this see if it's like a different writing situation. But oh my god. I'm like, I'm going to finish it because I want to, like, we've already invested. But I'm just like, why, how, what, on what planet? Um, yeah. So that's bumming me out. So morning, the morning show. Yeah. And just like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. I mean, I just can't stand morning shows anyway i know john can't even watch like when they do the bits where they're like on like doing it you're like you immediately pick up your phone you're like i can't it's like so cringe yeah i have Um, to disassociate completely yeah 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 um okay well thanks for letting me go out on a gripe i'm having cool cool love you love you too Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, remember to um, rate and review, you know, this hard, yeah. hard-hitting hard couples therapy session you just listened to. So. Yeah, rate and review and, yeah. you know, brought to you, rely upon your paid subscriptions. Yeah. Good job, honey. You, that was hard for you. Yeah. We join our sponsors, um, the Samsung Corporation that sponsored us recently providing you the best in television sets and other electronic devices. Also, Liquid Death. Um, Honey, you can't do that. You can't pretend You can't pretend to be sponsored by... Why can't you? It's, that's not how it works. We're giving them free plugs. Well, you're saying we're sponsored by them, which is an inaccuracy. You could say, I love Liquid Death, but you can't say we're sponsored by them. Hmm. What is like a sponsorship really? (laughs) Okay. I got to cut him off, guys. Love you. See you next week. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Quick disclaimer. The information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume on this podcast, this is based solely on your decision, and this podcast cannot be held liable for the consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any action, whether recommended or not. This podcast provides educational and informational resources that are intended to help readers and listeners thrive in their lives. We nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this newsletter and podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing this podcast does not create a therapist-client relationship. Nothing in dialoguing is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical provider.